I would go out of my way to attack you. Far away from attack, I would slip out the middle of the ocean and eat you. It's gonna be the best fucking tuna you have ever fucking had. Your bird tuna. Well, hey, hey, here we are again, listening to more of my bullshit. So it's been a while since uh, I recorded, because that's what I do now. I just fuck around and collect some thoughts. And then eventually, when I have a quiet house, I come down here into my basement. I sit down and I talk to myself on a microphone. (sighs) Where the fuck do I begin, you know? I feel like this show is turning into just my disgruntled rants, you know? Like, just my verbal vomiting uh, about politics or social, you know, um, social discord and, and all the current things going on. I don't know, man. It's um, I feel like if you've ever seen that movie, uh, The Matrix, the first one, at one point, there's a character in the movie that makes a deal with the uh, with the uh, computer programs, the the robots, whatever. He he makes this deal that he'll he'll turn in Neo, the main character, if they just stick his ass back in the Matrix. And basically make it so that he doesn't remember all of the things that he currently knows. And the reason I bring that up is because there are so many times in the most recent of days in the last few years studying politics and learning it, learning how it should work, learning how it actually works which is the more important thing, I suppose, is that I feel like that guy. I feel like that guy from the original Matrix movie that just wishes somebody could come along and fucking delete all this knowledge out of my brain. And at one point, the guy says, ignorance is bliss. And, you know, like, it just seems... It seems like that's the truth, you know? It seems like if I just could find a way to not pay attention to all this crazy shit going on in the world, or at least in the United States, because we'll get on that. Apparently the rest of the world does not have the same problems as us. (laughs) You know, if I could just turn that off, that part of me that pays too much attention that that is constantly scrutinizing the way things should be, the way things could be, but the way things actually are. You know? Is it making my life better, paying attention to all this bullshit? I don't think so. I think it's giving me all this fucking stress and anxiety. And maybe I really don't... I don't need 
any of that stress or anxiety. You know, I'm a dad. I'm a homeowner. I'm a, an entrepreneur. I'm a small business owner. Uh, I'm even an employee of a business that, uh, you know, just... I'm all of the above. I check all the boxes. I'm an investor. And from all of those perspectives, I'll be honest, it don't look too fucking good right now. <laughs> I'm laughing like the Joker, you know? Because it's like, uh, if you don't laugh, you're going to fucking cry. <laughs> Fuck. You know, it's just, um, so, so like in my eyes, it's just, uh, <laughs> when do you like, you know, when you think about the Titanic, you know, it was this major fucking achievement in human, um, you know, industry. They created this the largest ship that the world has ever fucking seen with all this modern technology. They, they built this incredible thing. And in the midst of their arrogance, because that's what happened, let's be honest, in the midst of their arrogance, the unspeakable happened. And at what point do you have to, like... do? At, at what point do you see the iceberg... And you have to say to yourself, fuck that, I gotta get off this ship because it's about to get bad, you know? It's about to get really fucking bad. The general population are gonna wait until the ship is fucking nose down with the fucking ass in the air and everybody's fucking losing their minds trying to scramble to them lifeboats. But if you... This is the problem with the knowledge, is if you really think so fucking hard and try to project and you create these probabilities in your head of what, where is the path? Where is the path that we're going? You know, and, and obviously I'm using the Titanic as an analogy of our nation. And when you look at that and you really start to think, is it going, are we just going through a wave? Because during the 60s and early 70s and the civil rights movements, there was a lot of turmoil in our country. There was corrupt politicians, there were corrupt cops, they were fucking selling drugs. A lot of the same shit that's going on now. Are we repeating ourselves and it's just a wave and it'll subside and everything will get better again? Or is this the big one, you know? Is this the fucking big one? Is there an iceberg right ahead and... Most people would prefer to be oblivious to it. I am... I'm a... I'm a control freak, man. I... I want to go up there and kick the fucking captain out of the way and fucking tell him, dude, I got it. I'll steer this motherfucker away from here. Obviously, in our nation, you can't do such a thing, but... <sighs> it's fucking stressful, man. It is just so stressful. And, um... I just want to go back into the Matrix, you know, and just turn it all the fuck off and just um, do what I do, man. Build hot rods and just laugh and play with my kids and make jokes and 
You know what the problem with our nation is? Is I, This is what gets me alarmed, is that it is so bad that I don't really feel like there is anybody that's oblivious to what's going on. I think that there are some people that kind of wash it away and go, eh, that iceberg's not that big. I'm not too worried about that. And I guess that's kind of what I'm, like, wishing I could be. Um, but I'm, but I'm not that, so it, that's, like, irrelevant. It's fucking stupid to say, you know? So... So what am I? You know, what am I going to do? The other dilemma that I have is that um, through the military, through previous careers, through my parents teaching me as a kid, through everything that I've learned in my life, um, when something is broken, you fucking fix it. You don't throw it away. You don't, you don't discard it. You don't run from it. You have to fix it. And I'm struggling within myself because I have this idea of the Titanic sinking and I wonder, did the mechanics down in the engine room know that shit was getting bad and they stayed and tried to fix it no matter what? Did they go down with the ship? The captain did. The fucking band did. Everybody was like... This is what we do. We just ride it to the fucking bottom of the ocean. Is that is that what I'm supposed to do? Or am I just a passenger and I'm not really the mechanic? I'm not really the guy that can fix it. I guess I'm struggling with what is my role. You know? I don't know anymore. You know? Um... It's funny to me because, uh, you know, like, if you're paying attention to my show, then you know that I struggle with this concept that my little podcast means nothing. Nobody's paying attention. Nobody gives a fuck what I think. The things that I think are irrelevant because most people don't want to think about what I think. And if they do want to think about it, maybe they feel as desperate as me or... Maybe they maybe they disagree with me and they think it's going in a better direction. I don't I don't fucking know anymore. Um, but what I'm getting at is is I do this little show and I post my opinion on the internet, which constantly gets blocked because people don't like my opinion. So I I definitely feel irrelevant. But then there's the the part of me that thinks, nah, you need to double down and you need to go make a big stand. Maybe I need to go, um, I don't know, put my name out there as some kind of um, local, you know, borough position, you know, some kind of council member. Or maybe I need to get involved in politics or maybe I need to just go make a bigger stand and go walk around my neighborhood and just openly discuss politics with people and be even more like I said, double down, be even more in your face about how fucked up I think it really is. You know, maybe I'll get people's attention when I just directly talk to them and say, dude, do you not fucking see this? Are you not paying attention? Aren't you upset? You're complaining about the gas prices, but when the fuck are you going to ask 
How did it get like this? Everybody wants to just constantly keep moving forward and just put a Band-Aid on top of 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 a Band-Aid. At what fucking point are you going to pull all of them off and fix the fucking wound? <sighs> Here, see, I told you, man, it's going to be another angry rant, you know? It's not, it's not that I'm angry. It's just that um, I guess I'm scared, you know? Uh, I'm a dad. I got these beautiful children. Um, I have to think ahead. I have to play chess with the world. I have to think three moves ahead of everybody else in order to prepare my children for the world. And I... In order to do that, I need to know the, na the, the rules to the game we're playing. Now, some people that study politics think that they can change the rules or the rules shouldn't be this way. If you think like that, then you don't truly understand the rules. The rules are simple. I mean, wealthy people create the rules. Poor people follow the rules. So the first rule right off the bat is you need to become wealthy. It's really that fucking simple. If you don't want to play by the rules, you need to become wealthy. So you can piss and moan and argue socialism or fascism or Republican or Democrat or whatever the fuck you think. You can argue on the internet. You can post comments. You can make accounts and fucking troll people. You can do whatever you want. But you're a fucking ant inside the fucking hill. You're not, you're not the queen. You're not the one making the rules. You are following the rules. So, so the first rule is, is you need to create some wealth. And then when you create some wealth, then you can start to have some influence and whether you're an immoral or immoral person is going to dictate how it's going to go after that. Me, my sole ambitions in this world are to protect my children. That's it. My wife and children. I don't give a fuck about the rest he is, honestly. It's just my wife and children. And um, I have to figure out a way in order to make their lives better. And it's such a fine line because when you're going through the motions of creating wealth, I have personally witnessed wealthy people hand down inheritance that their children fucked up. So, so the second rule is, is create wealth and then teach your children how to manage the wealth. How to keep building wealth. Generational wealth. And you have to create this legacy of teaching your children. Not a teacher. Not a fucking other person. Not public schooling. You, the fucking parent, needs to teach your child how to be better than you. Because that, to me, seems to be the goal. That should always be the goal in a family. Teach my children better than me. Be better than me. Do better than me. You can idolize me for a little while, but at some point you need to exceed me. You need to be better than me. 
That is my goal. That's it. Whatever fucking silly shit that I accomplish on this planet, I expect you to do better than that. And I'm going to fucking hold you to it. So, if you don't think like that, I don't know. I could be wrong, I could be right. I'm not saying my ideas are right and all should bow down and fucking listen to me. But this is my theory. This is the way I believe that I'm going to keep my children and my children's children safe. And every generation after that is if we can just instill this, this uh, chain reaction of passing the knowledge down and teaching better. I came from a mother that was highly addicted to drugs and did horrible things in order to feed her addiction. And my father had a bad upbringing himself with a fucking destroyed household. And therefore, we started at the bottom. We were at the very fucking bottom, as bottom as it gets. And I think my children, here we are two generations later, are a little bit above that. My children will never see me use drugs. In my in my 12-step program, we're not supposed to say shit like that, but fuck that. I'm saying it. Because it's deeper than my pride. It's not my pride that's saying this. It's the goal. The goal is, is that my children will never see me in my addiction. Never. That's why I have to maintain... I have to show my children what it is to be dedicated to something. To be proud of something. And it doesn't need to be flaunted. Not that many people know that I'm a recovering addict. But the people that do know, know that I take it so fucking serious that I would die for it. If you stunk a fucking gun to my head right now and said, you either crush up this oxy and snort it or I'm gonna fucking shoot you. Well, I guess tell my family that I love them. Because I ain't fucking snorting it. <sighs> so. I'm trying to create generational wealth for my family. To instill. So that they survive. Because at the end of the day. Fuck all the politics and the social injustice. All the other stuff. It's just about surviving. And I want my fucking family to survive. I will teach them how to survive. Without me. Because I'm not going to be here forever. But. Is this a place where they can survive at? Is this an environment. That is going to be healthy for them to survive in? Are the people around us. Uh the same morals as us? Are my children going to be battling other people in our community about what is uh, moral and immoral? Because it looks to me currently in, in our current state, that's the great debate. It's not Republican. It's not Democrat. It's morals. We don't know what our fucking morals are, and therefore that's what we're all disagreeing on. Should we believe in equality and treat each other nicely? Or should everybody have the same thing at the end? Like, what, what are our morals? You know? Is it okay to bully people? Is it not okay? 
If you're being bullied, are you allowed to defend yourself? Is it not okay to defend yourself? We can stretch because as a society, it seems like uh, I'm not a Christian, but I definitely see that the further we push Christianity out of our everyday lives as a, as a, as a nation, as a uh, group of people, it seems to me the more we push religion away, the less morals we have as a, as a group. Which is not necessarily a good thing because we don't know what our fucking morals are. You know? So, so I don't know. I don't know if I should stay on the sinking fucking ship and tell my kids, Good luck! It's sinking. Figure it the fuck out when I'm gone. Or maybe I should pack up my shit and move somewhere else. Move to a more stable place. So, this is our little segue. <laughs> This is when I segue and explain that I went on a vacation to Portugal and met up with four of my army buddies. Um, this is going to be the more positive side of this episode. That was all negative. You made it. Hang in there. Now we're going to hear some happy shit. <laughs> so, uh, see, even my laugh got nicer. My laugh isn't as... Uh, is uh, vindictive and resentful, you know? It's, it's, a, it's a more of a, I had a good time laugh, you know? <laughs> so my wife and I, uh, we were invited to a friend of mine's. I got his invitation right here, actually, sitting on my desk. Um, Chris Shively and Leanne uh, Krieger, Krieger. I'm sorry if I fucked your name up. I truly apologize. <laughs> so they invited us to their... Um, incredible wedding in Amares, Portugal. And dude, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, uh... Sometimes I'm a little stingy with my money. I'd rather spend $5,000 building a fucking Chevy small block motor for one of my cars than I would to fly across the Atlantic Ocean to watch a friend of mine that I haven't seen in many years get married. That's that was my initial thought. I ain't gonna lie. I'm I'm a piece of shit. I'll admit that. You know? There was the lazy side of me. Ah, what the fuck? I don't want to be stuck on an airplane. There was the uh the cheap side of me that was like, fly over there, that's gonna be super expensive, and then you can't buy all the cool toys and bullshit that you want. You know? I'm I'm a human, man. I I, uh, I have my flaws. But this is the thing, my wife, my wife recognized this for this uh, opportunity, you know, and, and was like, let's be realistic. She said this to me, let's be realistic. Are we ever going to just randomly go to Portugal? You know, are we ever just going to like hop on a fucking airplane and fly to Portugal? And the funny thing is, is I have to admit Portugal is not on one of them, you know, like I have a list of places on this earth that I would love to see, because I do have this fantasy of just openly traveling. If I ever make it to the millionaire status, and I can um, live comfortably, you know, off of the, the wealth that we have accumulated, which is the goal, that is the goal, I want to travel, you know, I want to travel. And, and... 
you know, so like, as I was saying, Portugal was not on the list of places I wanted to go. Um, mainly because I just didn't know a lot about it, you know? I'm not Portuguese, therefore I don't think about it too much. And um, it was a, a passing thought, you know? So my wife says, are we ever going to go to Portugal? And I'm like, nope, probably not. And then my buddies, you know, because there was uh, five of us, you know, we all skateboarded together in Friedberg, Germany when we were all stationed there. Um, one, one of which we just found literally right before this trip. So it was like, it's so crazy the way things happen sometimes, you know? Anyway, let me come back to that thought. But, um, so the four of us have stayed in contact over the last 20 years. The one guy was MIA. And then, um, you know, my buddy Chris invited us to his wedding that he's, uh, you know, he has never gotten married before. And, and he found this incredible woman and decided, yep, this is the woman. I, I want to marry her. He's been a bachelor his entire life and decided this is where the buck stops. This is a fucking amazing woman. And I want to spend the rest of my life with her. And uh, he invited us. And so all of my buddies from, you know, Friedberg, Germany said, yep, we're all going to be there. And then my wife is like, see, everybody else is going to be there. We're not going to be there, though. And therefore, I decided, yep, we're going to buy, we're going to do this. Fuck it, we're going to do it. So then I started looking into it. And I planned out this whole itinerary because we did a lot of traveling while we were there. And, um, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny because, like I said, I, I just didn't... I didn't know much about Portugal, and therefore I just didn't really care and wasn't particularly excited about going there. And then I'll tell you this. Once I fucking got there, I think I could have sold all my shit back here in, in good old Delaware County, Pennsylvania. I would have sold every fucking thing and moved back there. Send the kids over. Sell every fucking thing. I don't care. Sell the hot rods. Sell the house. Sell the rental property. Sell the fucking business. Sell everything. We're fucking moving, man. What a peaceful place. What a beautiful place. The architecture, the people, the diversity. They, they, they were just so nice. Everybody was so nice. You know who wasn't nice? Fucking tourists. That's who wasn't nice. The people were incredible. They were just so incredibly nice. I honestly, as an American, expected to get slack for being an American. I was in Europe. I know that a lot of people around the world judge us pretty harshly. Rightfully so. I judge us harshly. So I expected to get my balls broken. And the funniest thing of all is that nobody did. Everybody that met us was excited to talk to us and hear about the good old U.S. of A. You know? Nobody cared about political views or social, uh, you know, injustice that's going on over here. If anything, it seemed like they kind of were disappointed that we don't have our shit together. Which is really what makes me, as a mechanic, think as much as I loved my experience in Portugal, my, my, my job here isn't done yet. Maybe I... I need to step up and try to help 
to fix some things, you know? So, I don't know if I'll ever stop being a disgruntled veteran, libertarian, bitching and complaining and cursing too fucking much. I don't know if I'll ever stop being that. But I'm like that unspoken hero that just sits in the background and fucking grumbles as he's helping everybody, you know? Like, I think that I'm that guy. I'm not Superman, I'm not... I'm not uh, any flashy superhero. I'm like the fucking... I'm like the guy in the background that nobody realizes is actually very fucking important. You know? See that? See my ego kicking in right now? (laughs) I'm very fucking important. You need to listen to me. (laughs) What a crock of shit. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe socialism's gonna fix everything. (laughs) Oh, you silly twats. I don't know, kids. Uh, Portugal was an amazing experience, and I saw such such beautiful things. And I will be back. Now it is on my list, because I didn't see enough of it. You know, we bounced from three different cities. We, we uh, landed in Lisbon, drove two and a half hours north to Porto, spent a night there, drove over to Braga, and spent two nights there in this beautiful little... Uh, apartment uh, Airbnb that we rented for two nights while uh, we, we attended the wedding. And then after that, we flew, we drove back to Lisbon to be close to the airport. And um, in each city, we kind of explored the history of those cities. And I need to see more. It was just so beautiful. We drove past several castles, like... We didn't actually see the castles. They were just uh, the signs on the highway that said, look, if you pull over here, you can see this fucking ancient medieval castle, which... (laughs) If you're an American listening to this, I need you to understand something, okay? We drove past castles that were older, like twice as old as our fucking country. Like, there were Native Americans and trees here when they were building these fucking castles. Peasants, just like me and you. That's it. That's how fucking old they are. There was parts of of Lisbon and Porto that were from the Roman Empire. Jesus was on this ball of motherfucking dirt when they built that 2,000 fucking years ago. That's where I was. I was standing right there. I looked at the fucking wall. I saw it. It was a very moving experience for me, you know? And um, honestly, I was depressed coming back here, but it also kind of motivated me, you know, to um, to hash out what I want to do with my life and, and how do I want to be more proactive maybe in my community or I just need to figure out where does my path go? You know? I can't always be a loud mouth on the internet forever. I gotta do something more, because this ain't fixing shit, let's be honest. So, uh, you know, you just gotta try something else. Any good mechanic will tell you, you know, if that part don't fix it, you better try another one. <laughs> Fucking parts changers, they're such a pain in my ass. Oh, the starter? It wasn't the starter? All right, we'll leave it on there anyway and change out the solenoid. 
Oh, it wasn't a solenoid? Alright, well, he's got a new solenoid now. Alright, put a battery in it. Ah, bingo! There you go, he's got a battery. So now you sold him a starter, a solenoid, and a fucking battery when all he needed was a $100 battery. Piece of shit. <laughs> rambling. Here I am rambling. All right, man. Well, I don't know. So, I, you know, life life is just going to keep on going on, man. You know, here we are. Just living the fucking dream. So, I'm just over here making noises with my mouth while you listen to this bullshit while you're driving. So, enjoy! I'm going to shut the fuck up now and maybe I'll, uh... Maybe I'll do this again in maybe another couple weeks or a month or two months or a year from now. I don't... I don't fucking know. Stay tuned!